Will he tip the card? I know I've said it before, but given the, the series of events that leads me into your studio today, Michael, I think there is something happening. There's something in the air. We'll tip the card here. I'll tip the card this weekend. Mick Sharkey joins Racing Pulse to preview the big races in Friday Form Focus. It is that time of the week, Friday Form Focus, where we find you all the winners, and what a day to do it. Uh, it is Super Saturday at headquarters, the 150th running of the new market, and one of the best editions we've seen in recent years, with so many chances, such an intriguing race, a great undercard, we've got good racing in Sydney as well, and Mick Sharkey is here to Hello. help us out. How are we, Sharknado? Hello, Michael. Hello, listeners. How are we? Are you well? Excited. What a meeting. Excited? What a meeting tomorrow. It's a good meeting, isn't it? Very good meeting. And I'll tell you what, Sydney's not much better or worse. They're very good meetings, the pair of them. Absolutely. And it's an intriguing new market. 12 months ago, we never envisaged Rocking Horse winning at 100 to 1 and the trifecta paying $28,000 million all on the inside. How do you think? the race will play tomorrow because you've got from barrier one Bella Nipotina to Marzu on the outside there are chances right across there are. the track. There are and you could argue there are some very good straight track horses and there are some horses that are very good sprinters but are they very good down the straight? It's a super competitive race. I'm really 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 looking forward to it. We're going to go really through runner by runner. Last week, we asked the listeners, how do you want to play these Group 1s? So mm-hmm. we're going to kick off the program with the Group 1. I did say without me. That was the general <laughs> consensus. But hey, we, we, we ignore that part. We're working on that, listeners. Yes, no. we, we, we ignore that and we move on. Don't worry, I'm getting Tats Lotto tickets every week. Uh, we will, of course, look at Sydney a little later as well. But we're going to kick off with the feature, which is the Group 1 new market. Liam O'Keefe. All-important track report will join us a little later. He's on the track as we speak, uh, getting the latest information. And uh, when we've got a race such as the New Market and the top weight, the last two horses to have won with a weight that Private Eye is carrying were Black Caviar wow. and Haylist. Cool. 58 kilos, number one, Private Eye. Uh, he is a superstar, isn't he? He's won more than $6 million in prize money. Can he win a new market first up with 58 kilos? He's $7.50, Sharky. 58 kilos, inside gate. The time we've seen him down the straight, he looked something else, didn't he? Winning that Gill guy. Um, I'm going to say with the weight and the draw, he can't win, but he'll run really well. So, barrier two, 58 kilo. It's a no from Sharky. I wonder what Joe Pride thinks of that who joins us. How are you, Joe? No, that was a fantastic intro. Bring me on to someone knocking my horse. I, I like to leave with the chin, Joe. I've got a little screen in front of me, week to week. Some take it with better humour than others, I must say. I, I, love the, I love the two bob each way. Look, I think he's fantastic. He's good win, but he won't. Can we make that's, up that's gen- Come on. That's generally what this hour is. What, what's your biggest concern? Obviously, down the straight, we've seen him down the straight, smacking them in the gill guy, beating Rock and Horse. We, we know what she's done down the straight. We mentioned the weight and the significance of the handicap and horses that have had to carry top weight before to win a new market. Is that is that the only worry in your mind, that handicap? Um, oh, look, possibly. I, I, I mean, I just sort of... I'm not a big one on weights in sprint races. You know, I, mm. you're talking a kilo or two. Look, I mean, the amount of weight he's got to give 
uh, in secret is probably significant. But if you're talking about like something like him and Marzu, neither here nor there. You know, we'll, luck and running will will, will de- uh, determine more than that that kilo and a half or two kilos or whatever it is. Um, he's a good strong horse. I mean, he he did carry sixty, as you mentioned, in the Gill guy. And, and if we can just put his run aside in the mile race, his last four starts, he's run second in the Stradbroke. Arguably should have won against Alligator Blood. Uh, won that Gill guy in a performance that would, if he can replicate, will probably win this. Um, second in an Everest and won the, the winner's stakes at, at Rose Hill in absolutely dynamic performance. So he's got the best form of the race. He's got the number one saddle clock for a reason. Um, you know, I shouldn't be too confident in a race like this because it's a new market handicap, but this is a very, very good horse. And, Just going um, back he, to that... Oh, sorry, Joe. No, I was going to say, he's, at, he's basically at the peak of his powers at the age he is. If he's, going to, if he's going to win a new market, it's at this point of his life. Just going back to that spring campaign, he was so good in the Gill guy, massive in the Everest. The winner's run was, you know, dominant. Why did he jump to the mile for the Cantala instead of the champion states? I know well, if he won the Cantala, it's not a question, but... Sure. It was, it was actually the race he was aimed at all the way along. And mm. the rest was just a bonus because going into last preparation... Um, he was still being treated as a miler because he'd won a Queensland Guineas and an Epsom. And he's a very unique horse in that you know, it's not very often you see an Epsom winner turn into a sprinter later in life. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's a very unique horse. Now, what I wanted to do at the end of last preparation, I thought it was a perfect opportunity to do it, rather than, rather than waste another preparation, well, not waste another preparation, but spend another preparation trying to get him out over ground, was find out if he was going to run a mile again. And the way he races nowadays, a bit closer to the speed, with his shades on, and if I had that mile run again, I probably wouldn't have done it on the backup, and I probably wouldn't have had him so close in running. Um, I think if he's going to run a mile again, it's probably got to be without the shades on and ridden quiet. I don't want to change up anything with this horse because he's going so well sprinting, and that's what mm. we'll be doing with him this preparation. He flies first up. Um, are you any? Uh, is there any concern in your mind about gate two, or, or not really? Oh. I don't know, know exactly what it means. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, I'm encouraged by the fact that Front Page and Snapper are on the same side of the track as me, mm. and I'm assuming they all just come down the middle. But you know, if I compare my gate to say Marzu's gate, we're better drawn than him, because he's going to want a bit of cover like we do. But from 16, he's probably going to have a little bit more trouble getting that cover. Whereas I think we're just going to have it in- instantly. My horse jumps well. The natural speed of the race will we'll see him probably midfield with cover. So, look, I mean, it's, it's a big wide straight. You know, hope, I hope, I'd hope there wouldn't be too much traffic there for him. Sounds like you're confident if he gets uh, just a bit of luck, he'll be in the finish. Oh, look, as I say, he's a very, very good horse and, and um, he's carrying that number one saddle cloth um, for, for a very good reason. And... Um, you know, three trials has him has him well set up, and, and this horse, three time winner first up, he doesn't run too far off his peak rating for the prep with his first up run. So, you know, tackling a race like this first up historically looks dangerous, but with a horse like him, to me, he's got the right profile to do it. Uh, he'll go down as one of the greats if he can win tomorrow in Newmarket first up with a record he's got. We wish you all the best tomorrow, Joe. Great, thank you very much, guys. Joe Pride joining us there. I might be. Eating I was going to say, here. has he changed your mind? Well, you know, I'm very stubborn. <laughs> Being a Taurian, I'm incredibly stubborn. I'm going to stick fat and say he'll run very, very well without winning. That's what I'm going to say.
Just my... Just I, like, my I love Joe's confidence. He's a confidence trainer. But oh, yeah. Everything he says about private eye is, a, is correct. Look, we all thought he was a miler, but he's turned into an elite sprinter. <sighs> that Cantala run just sticks, Never. doesn't it? Because Ever he, going he to get the better the week. I think he was the better of the week for most people, wasn't he, going into that race? Oh, in the Gil, the Gil in, guy? No, no, in the Cantala. Yeah. Now, he was off the map. I think he started near enough to even money. Yeah. Uh, huge sprint form. And, oh, he's only got to go an extra 300. He's already won a group one mile. Uh, but as Joe said, maybe he wants to be a sprinter these days. He He's the top weight for a reason. He's best performed horse in the race. All right, that's number one, the top weight in the new market. Uh, let's quickly get an update on the track conditions before we continue our run through the Yulong Stud Newmarket Handicap. Liam O'Keefe joins us. Liam, how are you? Good, thanks, Michael. How's the famous Flemington straight? We'll start with that. Can you, can you see any differential between the inside, the middle and the outside, or is it all pretty even? No, it all walks pretty even, Michael. We had races here, obviously, um, six days ago, so there's a little bit of wear up the inside. We've pushed the rail out to the two-metre position. We didn't come out too far because we're anticipating quite a big new market field. So um, clean cover around the turn, a little bit of marking up the inside, four or five metres in the straight, but given it's going to be a dry day, it shouldn't impact on how the races are run. So I'd expect for most straight racing, they tend to use that middle to outside part of the course, and you may see some horses that are drawn down low to come up come up as one little bunch um, up the inside. But, yeah, I'd be thinking middle to outside part of the course. Yeah, because that's exactly what we saw last year. Um, that inside cohort were the, the dominant ones. Just for the listeners out there, field of 16 down the Flemington Strait, rails out four. How close to the inside is, is barrier one, where the barriers are positioned? So all, all straight racing, the barriers are always set up in the middle part of the course. So with a field of 16, the rail out four, that'll that'll have the that'll have the horses positioned basically five metres off the inside and five metres off the outside rail. So um, they'll be right in the middle, and riders will have their chance to to go in or out. But um, you, you tend to see in a new market those drawn down low. Um, it, it can be a bit too much for them to to get to sort of the middle part of the, the outside pack. So what they tend to do is just go as their own little bunch up the inside and they normally have a chat before the race and, and work it out and worked out well for them last year with the horse going hard on speed on the inside and those getting a nice stuck-up run behind. So you, you may see something similar again tomorrow, but that'll be up to the jockeys on the day. You remember Artorias last year, mm. uh, cutting behind the pack to head to the outside. Uh, around the circle, how do you think it'll play with the rail placement and... Um, second of your big three meetings. Yeah, around the circle, um, it, it's covered most of wear and tear the rail move, so it'll play well. Um, we've got a fairly steady wind tomorrow, just around a nine kilometre south west, so at that wind speed it won't have any impact on how the races are running. Forecast to be partly cloudy, so it won't get a lot of drying. So we'll start the track between a three and a four um, early on and get to a three at some stage during the afternoon. I think last week you picked the wrong Nick Ryan horse as your good yeah, thing of the I day. Did. Yeah. <laughs> Which way uh, are you going tomorrow? I'm going for Exolita for the Hayes boys. Um, it's uh, it, it's training on well. The track spies have said so. Hopefully we can get it right this week. But yeah, the Hayes Hayes lads are doing a great job, and um, yeah, it's good to see them really building their stable back up, and and, and away they go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Liam, we'll chat tomorrow morning. Uh, enjoy New Market Day. You too. Thanks, guys.
Liam O'Keefe joining us there. All right, let's get stuck back into a runner-by-runner preview of the new market. Number two is Marzu, who in its own right is an absolutely outstanding sprinter. I'm glad they've decided to come here and have a crack at the new market first up instead of staying in Sydney. Uh, He's drawn gate 16. He himself has won $6 million in prize money as well. Third in the Everest. Uh, he's never been down the Flemington straight six, but he did jump out well last Friday. He's a $16 chance for Sam Clipperton to ride. Is he at his absolute best with giving the track? That's what I'm thinking. Heavy track form, soft track form is so good. His good track form is not bad, but when you're talking about having to carry weight, go down the straight for the first time, like, there's a few things against him. Tomorrow, I'm against him. Number three is I Wish I Win, who is the boom horse. He's been a little easy in the market. I think all-in markets, he got to almost as tight as about $2.80 a week or so ago after that phenomenal run first up in the Lightning. He's drawn 14. It's the old firm, Nolan and Moody. Uh, He's out to $4.20. When we spoke to Peter Moody out at the, the Premier Sales, he did say this is a handicap. It's a different scenario than the Lightning Stakes. Bigger field, more traffic. He said he was more confident in the Lightning than what he is in the new market come Saturday. We'll see how confident Catherine Coleman is, but is he the horse to beat in your mind? I wish I win. If he's the horse to beat, he's a winning chance. Uh, I want to see him do it again, whether it was mad, fresh, thousand, wait for like, all the points that Moods made the other day he's got, to, he's got to replicate it he may well be able to but I'd like to see him do it first I'm not fussed if he goes out and wins by 10 and I've got him in the quaddy and I haven't backed him to win I'm not too bothered because there's a fair chance he's going to go sprint racing for uh, a large part of the rest of his career he's only a 4 year old gelding so sometimes you have to give up one to get a better read on a horse long term He's a winning chance. Is he absolutely stonking horse to beat? Eh, there's a few in that boat, you could say, that are as good a chance as him. Do you have any traffic issue concerns with him, with his racing style down the straight? He's drawn 14. You think he's he goes back. We know he's going to get back. He'll just be looking to come out and come what. The thing is, there's a few horses here that want to get out and sort of build momentum a little bit. If they're all trying to find that clear run at the same time, Inevitably, there's going to be one that's sort of hemmed away behind them for that 50 yards more than they want to be. And that can be all the difference, as we saw with Lofty Strike in the Oakley Plate. Well, uh, Moody and Coleman have got two runners in the new market. They've also got Chain of Lightning. And it's time to have a chat to Catherine Coleman, who would love to see I Wish I Win win the new market, but she'll be more watching whether I Wish I Win can beat home Rocking Horse because a couple of weeks ago she had a bet with Jamie Mott and said if I Wish I Win doesn't beat home Rocking Horse in the new market I'm going to sit in an ice bath for five minutes and she joins us this morning. How are you Catherine? I'm very well thanks Michael. Um, Unfortunately after Wish ran so super in the lightning I probably got a little bit confident and I've done absolutely (laughs) zero preparation for um, this potential ice bath challenge. Well, are you confident that you won't need the ice? The only ice you'll need will be in your celebratory drinks on Saturday night? <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm hoping for, hoping and praying at this point in time. But 
Um, no, look, the horse is absolutely super. We couldn't be happier with him or the preparation that he's had. Um, just as you guys were speaking about just before, you know, it's probably going to be one of those things. It's a, it's a um, different sort of a race from the Lightning. So he's really got to put his hand up here and prove that he, um, you know, can mix it with these sorts of horses again and with that weight. And also he's going to need a little bit of luck with his racing pattern. When it comes to off pass, Catherine, it's the same as getting in any body of water. It's all right once you're in. Um, and he looks all right as a sprinter, doesn't he? I think most of us had him pegged as that 1,400-mile type Golden Eagle, thinking he'd be this great handicap miler. But uh, the horses surprise you sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, a, lot of, a lot of credit here has to go to Pete because he was the one that sort of had this idea and just said, I think he'd be a fantastic straight horse. And... I'd love to see him, um, you know, get back run on sprinter. I'd love to see him like that and uh, and see how he comes up. And um, before the lightning, um, just before the race, actually, he said to me, oh, well, I'm about five minutes away from me to be a genius or an idiot. Um, <laughs> and we nearly pulled it off and he nearly looked like a genius. So hopefully we can go one better and do that on Saturday. Well, if he does do that, it opens up so many opportunities for the horse, not only Everest and things like that come the spring, but... You would think a horse like him, who is so effective up that 1,400-metre mark, a race like the Golden Jubilee at Royal Ascot would have to be up his street. Yeah, well, like you said, you know, depending on what happens on Saturday, it, it potentially could open up a whole lot of doors for him. He's, you know, he's a gelding, he's lightly raced, um, he's a sound horse, he's, you know, all his best racing is hopefully ahead of him. So, um you know, nothing is, is off the cards post-Saturday. We'll just get through that and see how we measure up. Peter Moody's a part owner, Sharky. I think he'll go where the biggest checks are. <laughs> <laughs> There's Hong Kong and the Everest as well. Um, what about your stablemate, who's been pretty unheralded? What did you make of Chain of Lightning's run in the Oakley Plate? I thought she ran super first up, and then going into the Oakley Plate, I think they were just they were too sharp for her. And Pete and I both said after the race, we said, look, they just, they had her off the bit. She never had a chance to actually travel and then quicken off that speed. So, um, you know, we probably, if, if she was ever going to have a chance in Oakley Plate, we probably should have ran her in it fresh. Second up, she just lacked that, that, you know, real sharpness to be competitive with some of those sorts of horses and be comfortable at that speed in a mad dash that it was. So, um, look, she's going really well this mare, and I think she's got a really nice race, you know, this preparation. Whether um, the track's going to perhaps be a little bit firm for her, I think she's probably, we see her best, maybe a soft five, something like that, just when there's a little bit of cut out of the ground. I think that's when we see her at her absolute best. So whether it's possibly a little bit um, a little bit firm for her on Saturday, we'll just wait and see how it comes up. But she is going very well this preparation and she's got a really nice race in her, that's for sure. Team's got a swarm of runners across the day. Mullane goes in uh, race two. I'm thinking you're, you're sort of praying for improvement there. But what about the CUNY with Nunthorpe and Shuffle Dancer? Could this be a race that possibly sends Nunthorpe north for a Vinery or something like that? Possibly, yeah. Um, I think it just didn't didn't go to plan at all for her uh, last start. She just sort of ended up too close and um, was, did the race a little bit upside down. So this time round, if she can just sort of, you know, drag her back, find a nice bit of cover and 
um, hopefully the last bit of the race is her strongest part of the race. And, you know, I think she's um, she's not far away from Shuffle Dancer, even though the markets have got them very, um, very different. Forbidden City wasn't far away last start in, in a similar race. Um, drawn 10, I suppose you've got to go back again. Uh, what do you think in the matron? Yeah, well, I think everything we've done with this mare, this preparation has been all about getting her to, to come back um, and settle behind horses and finish the race off. So I don't think the barrier is a disadvantage for her because, in all honesty, she'd probably be, be coming back anyway. I think she was just a bit, uh, you know, there's probably a, a tiny bit of, of pilot error last start without pointing fingers. Um, but she probably could have um, could have been a little bit closer there in the finish. So I think, um, you know, she's come on from that run well, and if she can run as well as she did last start then it seems like a really nice race for her to be very competitive in Can Life Lessons win a, a really open Shaftesbury Avenue? Yeah look we um, we had her engaged last weekend uh, unfortunately she just had a little bit of mucus which has since cleared up so she'll take her place there on, on Saturday and she's come back in really good order I think uh, the 1400 probably suits her first up after we got her um, stretched out a little bit further last time around so she probably will want further, deeper into the preparation. But I think uh, I think first up the four hundred probably will suit her. Who's your best tomorrow? Is it? I wish I win. Um, I think Shuffle Dancer and Nunthorpe can run very well um, in the in the CUNY. So however you want to play that, I think, I'd say Nunthorpe's probably pretty good each way price, and um, Shuffle Dancer might be one to play around with in some multis so I think uh, I think we'll stick to those and we'll just uh, we'll just hope and pray that uh, wishes can go on better <laughs> lovely have you got one winner today for us you've got a heap of runners tonight yeah we do we've got uh, three debutantes in the first race I think they're all sort of probably going to be looking for a bit further later in their career but Edith in race four she's in fantastic order this mess she's been going really well um, she was good at stand down last time round, so she might be a bit short, but she's uh, she's probably our best. Good on you, Catherine. Um, good luck with I wish Thanks I win. Very and much. Also beating Rock and Horse home. I'll need a lot of luck if we end up in the ice bath. That's for sure. <laughs> We're going to be doing the show live from the ice bath if that happens. <laughs> uh, Catherine Coleman joining us there. Uh, so I wish I win. Winning chance, top four chance, is that how you see it? Absolutely. Yep. All right, number four, we'll whip through a few of these. Rockin' Horse, the defending champion, 101 last year, $23 tomorrow. She's so good down the straight. You almost have to ignore that Oakley plate run to a degree. Well, she had a little mishap. The plan was never to go there. Yeah, they had. To, I think it was like the race they had to have to, to have her right for this race. 55 and a half, you would say... She's in the game at that weight. She's beat Nature Strip in a VRC Classic. She's, you know, got private eye form. She's won a new market. Like, it's, hard, it's hard to say she can't win. She's in there for sure. Number four is... Uh, number five, I should say, is Baller. Has run well down the straight. 40 to 1 shows how strong this new market is. Well, of the roughies, is he the best roughie? He's got Bobby Lewis win beating Rockin' Horse. He's run third to Private Iron Rockin' Horse with 59 on his back. Gave Rockin' Horse a kilo. He's run third in the Sprint Classic. I think he's the best roughy bowler. Absolutely. It wouldn't shock me if he ran a place. Number six is Bella Nipotina. Really good push from Dave. Used to Barrier 1. 
She too is a big price after her great run in the Coolmore, nineteen dollars. I think uh, in she, the Lightning. I think she's a better horse at Mooney Valley. She doesn't run badly here. I just think she's more effective uh, around a bend. No, for me. September run. I thought she was a light of other days, but she ran a really good race in the Lightning Stakes. She's well performed down the straight, $31. She's quite an amazing mare when you think of it, isn't it? Isn't she? Like she's gone from winning a Coolmore. You forget that she's won a Group 1 Coolmore down the straight and was brilliant in doing so. Uh, two years later, she's still punching, despite having a tendency to mix her form at times, but she loves the straight track. Third in the new market last year. She's only beaten half a length last year in this race. And then she won the William Reed. You'd say on that lightning run, she's probably going as well as last year. Is she a winning chance? I, I don't think she can win. But if she did, you know, there's the reasons I just mentioned. You say, yeah, right, Okay, I'll cop that on the chin. I'll no, take her on. Number eight is the astrologist. Ran a blinder last year, $61. Super consistent, tough as old boots. Oakley Plate run, probably wanted to see a bit more from him on that occasion. He's off to Dubai on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I think he's weird, but I think he's more likely to run, win or run top three in Dubai than he is here. Well, it, it won't be a stronger race, surely, in Dubai is what this new man is. And what a great experience for uh, Nathan Bennett and, and his swarm of owners. And they're going to have another runner over there. They've got an import that they've been racing in Dubai. He's run twice in stakes races there at the moment in their colours. It's, wow. it's gone under the radar. I only sort of uh, found out about it talking to Nathan earlier in the week. It's called Arkadan. Okay. And it will run in the Dubai... Gold Cup, the 3,200. Then it will go to the Hardwick in Ascot. And then it will come for the Melbourne Cup. So he's got a sprinter and a two-miler at the same international meeting. Not bad for a bloke who was selling air conditioners about four years ago. He's done well. Uh, that is a good story. Number nine is Lofty Strike. This would be a good story as well if Lofty could give Julius his first group one. Uh, he's one of the three-year-olds, 52.5 kilos, $8.50. He ran a blinder in the Oakley Plate. He's performed well up the straight can he win yeah i think he can i think he's the horse that's on that upward plane they tried him in the deep end last time around and he, in the spring and he wasn't disgraced was he the coolmore run on a soft track was great the blue sapphire run on the heavy 10 was great when he looked like he was legs were spinning there he just kept going and then against the older horses in that sprint uh, champion sprint race he was fantastic rubiton run huge Oakley Plate run huge. He is definitely a winning chance. Number 10 is Chain of Lightning. We just heard from Catherine Coleman. $23 chance. Not for me. Rubiton run was great. I reckon she wants to be back against the girls, and I reckon she wants uh, $1,400 against the girls. Number 11 is Front Page. This would be another brilliant story if uh, Jeff Duray could win his first group one in a new market. He's been a great horse for the team. Uh, and he's been specced $34 into $21. I don't think he's good enough. Uh, he, he's very fast. But the, just probably that last 150 when the class kicks in, uh, Patrick Maloney would want to hope that he's got a fair old break on him. Uh, he'll give them something to shout about to the 200, but I think he might get overhauled late. Number 12 is Snapper, uh, the roughie of the field at 100 to 1. I can't see him winning this race. Number 13, Star Patrol. Has been mm. kept safe in the markets, $21. Uh, we know he performs really well down the straight. Um, Clinton McDonald has said he, he'll take a lot of improvement out of that run in the Oakley Plate. Is he a legitimate winning chance? Uh, I 
don't think he's a super winning chance in this race. He'll run really well. I just wonder if he's just that peg below at the moment. Number 14 is Swats That. 50 to 1 chance, Swats That. And she's run some blinders down the straight. She hasn't won in 40,000 years. Like, you just couldn't. You just couldn't. And that's going to probably... I'm going to cop it next time I'm at the uh, Aspendale Cricket Club because a couple of the guys there are involved. I know I'm going to get an earful. She's been a great mare to them, but she just hasn't won in so long. Number 15 is the best back runner this week in secret. J-Car rides 51.5 kilos. Devastating win in the Coolmore. Uh, it was maybe a touch unlucky last start in Sydney. $5 into $4.20. We spoke to the maestro yesterday. This is what he had to say about in secret. Yeah, I, uh, she drew a, a, mid, a middle barrier in the Coolmore also, so we like the draw for her. I'd love to see the, a good, clean first first 100 yards with, uh, where there's, there's no there's no bustling early uh, and she can just take a position without getting uh, knocked about. Um, if Jamie Carr's got her travelling as sweetly as she had Kalos there on the weekend in his uh, five furlong handicap, then we'd be delighted. Uh, but um, but she might be uh, she might be a bit further back than, than that horse and, and just sweating on a run. But she uh, but she equally will enjoy that setup and. Uh, you know, she was ridden to great effect in that style first up and winning the light fingers at Randwick. She's been the best back runner. Oh. Is, at she, the weights, she the horse to beat? Yeah, I think so. And on ability too. You know, she is an exceptional sprinter. 14, 14, she's been to 12. 14 twice. The Golden Rose and the Surround. She's run really well. She's been beaten ahead both times. And people want to put the sword through and say, ah, oh, she's not as good as we thought. She's just a very, very good 1,200-metre horse. She's been to the straight once, and she absolutely destroyed them. Dropping back from 1,400. It was brutal, that Coolmore. Brutal. Arguably, like, people had that as the win of Cup Week. And that's only, what, four months ago? And now people, oh, she got beaten this round, she can't win this. She can absolutely win this. I think with the weights, with Jamie Carr, with a great barrier that's going to have her, what, midfield at worst? If she's got that turn of foot that we saw first up when Nash was soft on her and in the Coolmore, boy, she, she'll, be, she'll be nearly just about winning this, I reckon. Number 16 is the other three-year-old and the final runner, Bionos Notches. Benny Thompson looking to take the Oakley Plate and the new market, $12. This is what trainer Matt Smith had to say. I'd love to see him sort of a little bit close in the run. Definitely don't want to be out the back in that race, but we've drawn a, a gate where we can probably be. Uh, that few lengths closer, hopefully midfield, something like that would be perfect. Um, I, I think he can be there comfortably. I don't think he'd have to be bustled. To be in that position, so uh, I think that's important that he, that he uh, finds it. Uh, you know, he jumped well in the light. If he can jump like that again and just be mid, that'd be perfect. He's been very close behind the likes of Giga Kick down the straight. Is he a horse that is with fifty and a half kilos able to knock off in secret, private eye? I wish I win. I reckon. He is the real sleeper in this race. He's a bit like in secret. A bit like Lofty Strike. He's only had six starts. 
if people want to say, oh, he's not good enough, you, you don't know. None of us know how good this horse might be. He hasn't won every start, but he has shown more than enough to say he's capable in a handicap, mind you, with 50 and a half kegs from middle gate. I think he's a very, very dangerous horse in this race. If you want to leave him out of your quaddy, if you want to take him on, oh, he might make a fool of a few people, this horse. He wasn't he, a flashing light like I wish I win in the lightning, but he was hitting no, the line well. it was pretty good. His closing splits were pretty good. A 1,000 was probably just a bit sharp mm. for him, but it's hard to say that he disappointed in that lightning sectionals were great he was finishing all over their heels that last hundred and through the line you just need him as matt smith just said you just need him to begin well so he can be in that midfield in secret zone that midfield just off midfield you know that's where he needs to be if he gets clear air from there he's going to give this race a shake and how often do you see michael a young jockey land a group one elevate that level we saw it in the spring with ethan brown is Ben Thompson the jockey to do it this time around, this this autumn? Does he get on a roll? Does he jag a couple of group ones with his confidence up? He's got every hope, doesn't he? Um, all right, how do we attack it from a punting point of view? I'm going to back... I'm with the three-year-olds. I really do think the three-year-olds um, are the starting point in this race. And yet, Private Eye, great horse. In, in I wish I win. Might be a super uh, sprinter, whatever. It's a handicap. And you've got to keep reminding yourself, it's a handicap. These horses down the bottom are getting four, five, six kilos off some of the older horses. Uh, I'm with Buenos Notches on top. At $12 to 16 to win. Yep. And I'll be I'll be backing three horses in this race. Buenos Notches in secret lofty strike. I just don't know how I'm staking it as yet. I'm going to wait for that market to settle out a little bit tomorrow. But if either of those three wins, I'll be winning to some degree on this race. So Bunis Notches twelve dollars in secrets the four twenty favourite and Lofty Strike is eight fifty. Um, I'll get your quarter numbers now. What are the others that you're putting in? Uh, I am putting in. Hang on, where are we? Sorry, I've just updated my page. I am putting in three. I wish I win. Uh. I think five baller is the rockin' horse of this year. And then nine lofty strike, 15 in secret, 16 buenas noches. All right, so totally potting private eye at the weight. Well, not, yeah. Remember, quaddies, it's not saying the horse can't run top three. I'm trying to find the winner. And I think there are horses with weights and things in their favour that could beat him home into first. All right. If he runs second... You know, so be it. He's still running Sharky well. is with Buenos Noches to win at the new market. His quality numbers 16, 15, 9, the three-year-olds, I Wish I Win, and the blowout baller. Mm. Uh, that is the Group 1 new market. We'll take a break. Uh, 20 to 10, we'll come back. We'll start from race one, and we'll continue through our look of Flemington, and we'll get the best around the world. Well, Sydney, maybe. <laughs> and we'll get to a few SMSs as well. All that's still to come. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Pulse and Friday Form Focus. Welcome back to Friday Form Focus. Michael Kent Jr. joining us very shortly before that, Sharky. Let's whip through the first race, and a lot of punters are declaring shock them over as... 
their best bet of the day. Even Money was a, a big run at the Valley last start. Meets Alvadun better at the weight. So you in the Shockamover camp as well? Yep, I am. He's going somewhere, this horse. Uh, big track, 2,000 metres again, but I don't mind that. I think he'll gobble these up. It should be speed with Alvadun. I reckon Sparkle sits closer this time. Uh, independent Road will be handy. He doesn't need them to go mad. He just needs an even tempo. Once he gets wide and winds up, I think he'll finish over the top. Too good for these. Even money, a good bet? Uh, I wouldn't want odds on. I think even money, you need black figures. But yeah, I'd back him at that. All right, I wonder if you take odds on what you need because it's mm. into a dollar eighty-five in the second race. Um, Mick Price and Junior have got KB, uh, KGB, the second favourite as well, at 5.50. And it's a big day for the team. And Michael Kent Jr. joins us. How are you, Michael? Very good, boys. How are we doing? Very well. Very well. Would you, with your well-hard-earned money that you're squirrelling away for your impending wedding... Squirrelling away? Um, take $1.85 what you need tomorrow? I'd, I'd rather in the black, I think... Um... Look, he's a very, very smart horse. Um, I'm sure that sectional and data guys will be all over him after his first win, but he's since had a little setback, a long time off. And, um, you know, he's first up. He's a big, burly colt. Uh, we wouldn't be at all surprised to see him win, but in the same token, wouldn't be surprised to see him get tired the last 100 metres and run an OK, you know, second, third, fourth. Um, the idea is that, you know, he's a colt, he's a good colt, we don't want him in bad races, so we, we're coming here to Flemington with a view that two weeks after this, he would improve, he'd have experience down the straight, and there's a race called the Sunlight Stakes, 1100, uh, worth 500,000 listed race, so that'll be him second up where he'll be much better suited. What did you make of the most recent jump out? I think it was Katsu for Graham Begg off the top of my head that uh, was up alongside him and didn't look to be doing as much as what you need was being asked to do. Was sort of, he wasn't being hard ridden. He was just sort of kept kept up to gear, wasn't he, in that jump out? What was the feedback yeah. from that heat? Yeah, right. So f- first jump out, um, he went ordinary, but when he came back into scale, he had sprung his shoe and he didn't pull his shoe off. That half of it was bent back up, very uncomfortable, and mm. that was the excuse there. So he was perfectly sound the following day. And we want to give him a proper jump out, given he hadn't had a really nice one, the first one. So we put Matthew Chadwick on. Uh, it worked out well because there was plenty of pace on. Gave him a bunny and he was given a nice, strong you know, push out. You know, uh, we want him to be forward as possible. Um, and I think Katsu was fair way behind him. Yes, on the bridle, but he was probably three lengths, four lengths behind us. So um, he was good. He... he um, no, you're actually, I'm wrong there. Actually, he's beside us. But um, there was a horse behind it. I think Magic Time was in behind us going easily too. But um, he, he trialled good. We we're very happy with the horse. He's dealt well since. Uh, so I, I think he's uh, very sound. He looks great. He's just a bit vulnerable fitness-wise first up. Could KGB be the bet at 5.50 then? KGB is a, a good horse. He's a fast horse. I think what you need is more exciting. Um He'll be up in front and be in front for a long way, KGB. He's got very good gate speed. He's uh, trod well twice um, leading in. And, uh, you know, certainly shouldn't be underestimated. 
You've got four going around the Shaftesbury Avenue. The two really um, in the market, though, are Ayrton and Visionari first up. Ayrton's got a phenomenal record first up, and I saw the big grey when we were out at your stables a couple of mornings ago, and you said Visionari's come back really well. Uh, have you got Ayrton on top? Yeah, I think so. I think he's the best best horse of our four. He's uh, proven that. He's uh, very, um, you know, I know he's been around the countryside a fair bit, but we think he's come back as good as ever. He certainly looks that way. His trial was good. Um, as you said, he goes very well fresh, and the race looks to suit him. For him, uh, Visanay will give plenty of cheek. Don't worry about that. He goes good at Flemington, fresh, 1,401 in similar conditions. Last preparation, first up. Um, he's probably uh, you know, more of a mild type. Um, I think Ayrton's got a better turn of foot. Uh, but Vizanara uh, will get a lovely run from Barrier 3, um, just in behind the speed, I would have thought. And um, he'll go very well also. Big story might need the run in the last, but if we go to Sydney, Anna Visto, she won't need the run in the Coolmore. That first up win was electric. Can she go and jag a Group 1? Uh, you, you know, she deserves one. I think she's good enough to win a Group 1, whether it's uh, tomorrow. You know, they've made a tough for us with the draw there, and uh, she's not an easy ride. She gets a bit cranky in the bridle, so just needs to get to a good spot. I think Expat, Torregine from low draws will be the upper speed. So Nash have to get her across and hope to keep her relaxed as possible. The good thing at Rose Hill from that start uh, is a long run to the first bend. So they've got plenty of time. Um, if she can get things right, uh, well, she's very good. Um, you know, big booming first up, win off a, a long break, uh, hoping um, you know there's no flatness second up. But we don't see that. She's uh, trained on beautifully. She's arrived up there beautifully. I think going to Sydney for the second time she went last year is of benefit. She's uh, settled in right away, and yeah, just like a team with a bad draw, but certainly um, good enough to win. Junior, good luck tomorrow, mate. Okay, thanks, guys. Michael Kent Jr. joining us there. Hey, quick question. Has Michael Kent Jr. organised an armour guard truck to take all the prize money home tomorrow? The stable's going to have a huge day. Hmm. Um, obviously an Ayrton fan there as well. Uh, a few other SMSs. I think the new market should be worthy of a $2 million purse. I agree wholeheartedly with that. Um, Sharknado, my good mate Adam thinks Quang Tri can run a place tomorrow. I think he's got rocks in his, heads, uh, in his head. What are your thoughts? Could run a place. I guess he's got three cracks at it. Uh, good morning, gents. Sharky, the milkman here. Private Eye mm. to go bang tomorrow in the new market and establish him as a superstar. Call me crazy. I'm actually questioning my sanity, but I think Inspirational Girl <laughs> in this recent white. Uh, they're going awful, but she can win tomorrow. Good, look, good luck, punters. I'll get your thoughts on her soon. Morning, boys. Hosky here. Sharknadian, I've got a cross... Tasman Multi for you. Pukakoi tomorrow, race five, number one, Tokyo Tycoon, short and sweet. It's unbeaten. Yeah. Flemington, race two, number six, what you need, into Rose Hill, race six, number seven, Zagotcha. Uh, Hosky, that's three shorties. You're going to roll up in a multi there. Uh, September run, just put it in all exotics. Looks to get a good run behind the play. $16 is enticing for me. Mm-hmm. Um Leroy from Perth here, boys. We missed last week, but like all bad punters, we'll go again. Race six, number four, Romancing. 
The Rock, race mm-hmm. seven, number five, Bernier to survive. Into yeah. race eight, number three, no apology. All up around $67. Go well, lads. I did play with Leroy's little treble last week and threw one in, which was gratefully the winner, and played a couple that I didn't mind around it. So I got a collect out of Leroy last week. So oh, it's not all bad very news. Very nice. Not all bad news. Well, well done, Leroy. Our Perth guru. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have a look at the third, and then we're going to whip through the rest of the card. I need to get your thoughts in Sydney as well. Ron mm-hmm. Duffersey will join us. We'll have all of the fast form for today's doubleheader meeting as well. Don't go anywhere. Friday, form focus. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Pulse and Friday Form Focus. Welcome back to Friday Form Focus with the Shark. We are up to race number three, which is the Tab Cuny. It's a Group 2 race over 1,600 metres. It's a good field, Sharky. Take out two and the four. Shuffle Dancer, who's done nothing wrong, is the $3.80 favourite. Just keeps on winning. Revolutionary Miss, they've decided to come to Melbourne for the CUNY rather than stay in Sydney. Gate 1, Mark Zara, $3.80. Uh, Wollumbi has that Sydney form. One last start at Flemington. has got a picket fence as well, $6. And then you're out to Papillion Club, six fifty. And I didn't mind the push for Nunthorpe at $16. I, I was on this last start and I thought the same. It was just ridden a bit too hot. Uh, gets a smother. Each way, $16 could be a chance. But if you're so keen on In Secret, you must think Revolutionary Miss is an absolute moral here, only getting beaten a, a length and a half behind her last start from a good gate. Didn't exactly charge through the line last time. She sort of, uh, the first up run, it was, a, it was good. She was a long way back, made ground. Last time she was just sort of there, staying on. It's all right. Thousand guineas runner up. She's only won one from eleven. Yeah, that's the concern for me. She could win. She could run a nice third, fourth, or fifth. You know, it's, she's that sort of horse. Shuffle dance is super hard to beat. I was spewing that Pavitra came out because she's a go-forward horse, and I think she would have run them along at a genuine clip. I like one at odds here, but I am pace dependent. I need Papillon Club. I need Nunthorpe, I need Terrastar to just cruise along in front. I'm hoping that Julius Sandu and Craig Newitt want to uh, want to be right there from barrier two. I just need an even tempo, I reckon, with the step to a mile for Eternal Flame. I love that run. Last start in the Armanasco, I think she was really unlucky not to run top three. Uh, there was money for her. She was 12 to $10 there. Before that, she'd beaten uh, Von Hawk in a heat of that Future Stars series, I think. Von Hawk uh, is a talented horse. He just didn't go in the final. I think at $20-odd, Eternal Flame is a nice one by two or three play here each way. That's the way I'm going. Well, she's into $17 now, but um, it's a good each way bet. $17, $3.80, the place. Mm -hmm. Eternal Flame... Four, Blake McDougall, Michael Kent. Uh, Shuffle Dancer hard to beat, but Sharky is going with value Mm. in the tab at CUNY Stakes. We'll have a quick break for the 10 o'clock news. More SMSs. We'll get to the Quaddy Legs at Flemington, the features in Sydney and Josh from Horsham. All that coming up. 
Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Pulse and Friday Form Focus. Welcome back to Friday Form Focus with the Shark. Keep your SMSs coming. Hey, Sharky, I have a five-leg multi tomorrow at Flemington. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. I'm going to get these up for the putters. Race two, number six, what you need. Mm-hmm. Race three, number three, shuffle dancer. Mm-hmm. Race six, number seven, right you are. Race eight, number four, Ayrton. Uh, and finish Rose Hill, race eight, number two, which is Anavisto from the wide gate. You can buy me a beer after they all salute. Cheers, mate. Good punting, Tim from Kilsyth. Good luck, Tim. Good luck, Tim. You might need someone to buy you a beer after that. <laughs> uh, hey, gents, one for me tomorrow is in the skyline at Rose Hill. Gear up. Watch betting, but has very good form behind uh, Alenco, uh, oh yeah, this is the former we'll get to a- that race in a the former O'Brien Galloper. We'll get to that race in a minute. All right, that's from Baz from Collingwood. Boys, La Creek wins in New Zealand. Tomorrow. Oh, how many times have we heard La Creek wins? Been La crying out for two thousand. Oh, Creek. Naki Sharky is here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into race number four, which is the Sires Produce, a Group Two race. All go around. GV8 was impressive, wasn't it? At $3.80. How do you compare the form of V8 that looked like the machine it's named after up against Dubinenko, who comes through the strongest two-year-old form lines in Victoria and should have been right in the finish of the Blue Diamond? Uh, it hit the line brilliantly. $4.80. Uh, then you're off to Gambier at six fifty. Freak of Nature at eight fifty, And Fists of Fury come through the same race, $10 next best in the market. So V8 won by 11 billion lengths with first use of the track on a soft six. He ran 112.5. On a soft seven, three, two races later, later, Doty ran 111.24. That's a lot faster on a worse track. So you're telling me there's not much behind V8? Well, I'm just wondering. Just wondering if we're overreacting here to a margin. But... It might be a nice horse. Who knows? I think there's a horse here at stupid odds that can win this race. Number 13, Porto Rossa, has had no luck at all in her two runs. Smallfield Randwick in the listed long row. 1,000 metres, she was bailed up behind them. By the time she angled out, the race was over. Made rapid headway that last 150 and through the line. She was excellent. Really liked that run. Then she went to the sweet embrace. Uh, got into a really, really awkward spot in that race and basically couldn't get out behind horses that were going up and down in the one spot. Once she got around them and off heels, she was humming to the line without any pressure on her at all. I think she is the forgotten horse in this race. She's $23. She's my each-way bet. I think she's a super chance in this race. The other super chance in this race is Tom Kitten who I cannot believe is $18 after it was sent out a favourite against VC over 1100 on debut. Then went up to Warwick Farm, covered a bit of ground, chimed in, was challenged by a horse that had a softer run and quickened up from the back of the field. But he was very strong that back end of that race at Warwick Farm. They weren't getting past him. In fact, he was probably drawing away from them again on the line. Uh, he is well drawn to sit in the first half of the field. 
I think he is a very, very, very good chance. They are my two bets in this race. James Cummings didn't give me a huge push for Tom Kitten because I, I pumped him up yesterday as well, and he said, well, the horse he beat uh, has been beaten twice in maidens in the country. $19, 480 Tom Kitten, each way. Um, Porto Rossa, $23, $6 each way. You're taking on V8. Dubinenko, were you not impressed with its run in the diamond? Flashing light run from the back of the field. Sometimes they suck us in, don't they? Freak of Nature, good on Freak debut. Freak of Nature was good on debut. I, Freak of Nature and Fist of Fury, similar styles of horse. I think they're still quite raw. They're improving. Uh, Fist of Fury can get his head up a little high. He was chasing strongly behind Freak of Nature. Uh, one's drawn well, Fist of Fury. The other one's drawn wide and will need luck. Probably head uh, or probably leaning to Fist of Fury of those two. Race five is the matron. Torrigine goes to the Coolmore in Sydney. Barb Raider. Four dollar favourite, Exolidia, who was a really good run last at uh, at five dollars. Uh, what do we do with Inspirational Girl? I can't get my head around any of these Bob Peters horses that have been running pretty averagely. Uh, we know she's the best horse in the race. If the old Inspirational Girl turns up, she's six fifty. So you see, six fifty. Forbidden City, bit of a push from Catherine Coleman at seven dollars. So Barb Raider, she certainly wasn't disgraced last start. She was beaten 1.7 but she did look under pressure a fair way out what did you make of Barb's run last start uh, I think Barb Raider was excellent last time the horse has been like she's coming off that prep she was asked to go forward sit up on speed um, I just think it was a little bit much for her that last 150 metres but she stayed on well She'll go forward again. I think they'll only go at an even tempo here. Exolita was massive at Flemington last night. You and I were at the races that day, mm. and we backed her. She was last on the corner, and she's run third. But she has chewed some ground up that last little bit. I think they are the two to beat here. Probably back them both. I guess the best on-speed horse, the best closer. I'd be leaning towards having more on Barb Raider, though. I think Barb Raider is the bet. What do you do with Inspirational Girl? No. These horses are not going well enough for me at the moment. Race number six is the first leg of the Quaddy. It is the Tab Australian Cup Prelude. And it's over 2,000 metres. Take out no compromise. Uh, right you are has got the picket fence. Good push from Dave Eustace. Drawn nicely. $3.20. Different weight scenario for it tomorrow though emissary spoke to blake shin out at the sales he said he's humming emissary that the structure of the race with that horse with the um the slipped saddle didn't suit it last start second up four dollars twenty maraschino's an interesting runner maybe could be a, a, a another speed element here from gate one over from wa 650 and i thought found declare ran enormous behind right you are last start $9.50. Who do you like in the first leg of the quaddy? Maraschino for me. He's the bet in this race. Loved that first up win over there in Western Australia. Led, controlled the race. He was fresh from a 2100 metre all the way win at Ascot in December. He'd had a trial in between, but you would think he would improve out of that. Just controlled it, kicked on the corner. He's just a reliable on-speed bully. 
I like that style of horse in a race like this. I think Troy Turner, I like the fact Troy's come over to ride the horse. Knows him well. Goes very well for him. I think he'll go forward. He'll lead. He'll look to nick off on them early in the straight. And I think he is a great each-way bet, Maraschino. Uh, right you are. Going so well. He's going to be right there, stalking, putting the pressure on as that super fit, race fit horse. Uh, beat Founder Claire and Ahmad. Ahmad, whatever you want to call it. Ahmad's in a Adelaide Cup on Monday. And Founder Claire, look, he's good, but he's better over a mile and a half and that sort of distance, isn't he? So you could argue that he probably beat a couple that were a bit wanting more ground, you could say. Maraschino is not a horse that that wants much more than 2,000 metres. I think Maraschino is a great each-way bet against Right You Are. Look for a good run from Yafet. Not sure where Cliffy Brown is going with Yafet, whether it's to the Australian Cup or elsewhere over more ground, but this horse has come back really well. Really well. So how many do we need in this first leg of the quaddy? Uh, first leg of the quaddy, 4, 5, 7 and 11. 4, 5, 7 and 11. So Maraschino's the bet. Uh, emissary number five, seven, right you are, and you're throwing your fat in mm. at $26. So mm. uh, we've done the new market. If you missed us, Sharky is very keen on Bionos Notches at uh, what price is uh, Bionos? Around about $12 he was a little earlier. Um, the numbers for Sharky in the new market, 16, 15, Nine. They are the three-year-olds in secret. Lofty stripe units, not shares. Throw in the three. I wish I win. And his um, outsider, the blowout horse, is ball at number five. Uh, a few SMSs here. Um, uh, is Torrigine a chance in Sydney? I reckon drawn a good gate. Some chance, yeah. Worst fold unbeaten 1400 is a good call each way. Mm -hmm. Bet tomorrow and Bella Nipatuna. Also, like as mentioned... Um, here we go. G'day, boys. Torrigino goes bang in the Coolmore on the front-running Rose Hill track. Come on, Shark. V8 practically trotted for the last 200 metres. Hard to compare times. Not really. He's run slower than a... He's run more than a second slower. That's a, that's really slow. That's not geared down over a touch slower. That's considerably slower. Hey, boys. Kim Grange today. Race four, number five into race seven, number seven. There is a good meeting at Kembla today. I've just had someone drop mail for flying crazy in race four. Race four, number five is Bacchanalia. I think, oh, I've missed the odds. It's into 2.15. Flying crazy in that same race is at 4.80. Mm. And race seven, number seven, is your Provita. Yeah. $2.60. Don't know if it wins that race. I'd probably rather be on call die. Well, she race. was stiff last start. And Wasn't she? Polygon over from New Zealand. McGeeran gave a good push to yesterday. Polygon is a really neat as horse. Well. Might just need that run to tighten it up, though, do we think? Uh, maybe. Uh, it's Oaks bound by the sound of it. Mm. Race number eight is the third leg of the quaddy at Flemington. It's the Shaftesbury Avenue. She's been a good groundswell of support for Ayrton first up with his record. It is $3.20. Scalopini's drawn a little wide, uh, but gee, won impressively last up. $4.80. Vizanari, $8. And um, Worsfold is at $10. Who do you like here, Sharky? Worsfold, Ayrton would be my top two. One goes forward, Ayrton, one gets back. Worsfold, I'll be backing both of them. 
working out again tomorrow how I want to play that, depending on how the track's playing. Earlswood is a very, very live roughy in this race. $41. Yeah, good horse. Has had a few little issues. But Maddie Raymond has got it going well, trialled really well recently. They had it down as running second in that jump out, but it won by about five. Mm. So I don't know how they got that stuffed up. But anyway, it will run. It will outrun its odds, Earlswood. I took on Scalopini from a wide gate last time. It just went straight to the lead and dominated. I'm not going to make that same mistake. It goes in the quaddy. One, two, four, fifteen. 15. So number one, Scalopini. Number two, which is... What's the two? Earlswood. Uh, into the four, which is Ayrton. Into the fifteen... Um, which is worse fold. All right, leaving out Visionari. And the lucky last, race number nine at headquarters. Uh, can Is It Me remain undefeated? It's the $3.20 favourite. Meridi- uh, Meridius is at $6. Jenny Drome, seven fifty. Do we need a few in this, Lair? Really tough race. Climbing Star is the best horse in the race, I think, but her two runs back have been average, and that's being generous. Jenny Jerome was good winning last time, but she gets back and drawn wide here. Is it me's got quite a high knee action? I'm just wondering a good track, uh, whether that's going to be what it wants first up. Jump out was good though. Finished alongside Tuvalu before Tuvalu got crook. So it's, I think you have to put it in the quad. It's just an unknown factor. Meridius ran so well in those Guineas Prelude races, you know, those those lead-ups towards the Guineas. Things didn't go right for him. The Guineas only beat 1.8 lengths, and then the Coolmore wasn't his race. Uh, Lloyd Kennewell, I think, will get reward for effort with this horse tomorrow. I think he's found a really winnable race to get this guy back in the winner's list and back on track and moving forward towards maybe some races in Adelaide, some black-type races in Adelaide. I think once he finds that level, he's more than capable of winning a stakes race. It's just about getting his confidence back and getting him rolling again. Mark Zara on barrier three. He won't get many better chances than this. He's backable too at six dollars yeah. as well. So great Meridius. each way bet. There's so many little each way bets across the day that I'll be playing tomorrow. That's what I'll have be attacking it. I'm gonna ask you for those in a moment, but give me your quoting numbers in the last. Uh quoting numbers in the last two Meridius. Got to put Climbing Star in just in case something's been going on behind the scenes, little virus or something she might have overcome. Uh, six, Jenny Jerome. I'm putting in eight lethal thoughts because I think he's got ability. And 11, is it me? Two, three, six, eight, eleven 11 in the last at Flemington. How are you playing Newmarket Day? Uh, I I think shock him over at $2. Like he probably gets your day off to a good start. Is he a rusted on best bet? Don't know. Don't know if there's a, there is a rusted on best bet for me tomorrow. I think I'm just confident in some each way bets. Uh, I'll have something on Eternal Flame in the third. I'm definitely backing Porter Rossa. I've already had something on it. I may, may go again. Uh, Race four. Yeah, Barb Raider I think is a good bet. Maraschino, I don't think you can miss each way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one there, we're talking about Race 8. Ayrton and Worsfold will probably play there. And you're going to play Bionis Notches. Uh, you know, there's something in each race to keep me 
entertain tomorrow. And that's saying something because I often get a little bit grumpy, Michael. And well, I want to dodge around races and I don't want to bet in certain races. The well, only race I'd probably say I won't bet in tomorrow categorically will be what you need's race. Well, I'm glad that there's no tent pole or hippie festival that you'll be attending this weekend Not anyway. This week. We get ready. There's another one coming up. Oh, do you know what I get tickets to during the week? It's, it's going to be a Mother's Day weekend. It's going to be interesting. I've got Regurgitator's 25-year anniversary of Unit on the Saturday night. So I'll wake up, hopefully, with not too much of a sore head on Mother's Day to Well, you could take, the, the you could take uh, Juzzy to no, Regurgitator. She'd probably. love that. Mm, yeah, maybe. But then on Mother's Day night, we've got Wu-Tang and Nas. <laughs> That means nothing to you, does it? I, I, no, I've heard of Wu-Tang. I've never heard of one. Uh, Nas, oh, give us give us your best in Sydney, because I know you've got to go. So give us your best in Sydney. Uh, best in Sydney. I'm playing in Sydney. Definitely who who wins the Coolmore? Sydney. The Coolmore. And have you stayed from 15? I'm going to back yearning. Uh, ruthless, Dane. I am agreeing with Dave Eustace. 7.50. Opened up 11. I can't believe I missed 11. Um, and she's a belter, I think, could improve. She, yeah, it's a really $13. open race. It's a lot more open than just Ana Vista. Uh, Mustang Valley and Yearning no appealed to me. Now, race seven, the sky high. Old mate mentioned before, gear up. Yes, gear up's a, a live chance, but there's a horse in this race. And a protagonist, everyone's spruiking protagonist. There's a horse in this race called Magical Lagoon. It won the Irish Oaks last year. It won the Ribblesdale Stakes at Royal Ascot last year. It's $26 in this race. As uh, that bloke who used to do, what was his name, the scientist bloke on TV? Why is it Why so? Why is it so? Right, you know, it, it just shouldn't be that price. $21 and then went over and chased home General Donner. Got beaten a, uh, a furlong, but... Um... How, is it that, how is it that price? Uh, can Maharaba win the two-year-old, the Pago Pago? Mahaba? I guess, I guess so. Not all that interested in Maharaba. Marab, Maraba, whatever Steel City, calling it. now that she's finally out? Mm, you can have Steel City. All right, you're, you're a non-believer. Um, Sharky, enjoy your weekend. Good punning. There's a couple of late SMSs. I've got Ascot Ma, race six, number four, Romancing the Rock. Did a heap wrong. Will win, race seven, number nine, we'll Gunmetal Grey. That's uh, Whispers from the West. Uh, you can't have Whispers whisper for the West. Leroy's our man in Perth. Don't come in with this whispers from the West West rubbish. Uh, cool die. Get on today, Mick. Um, very disappointing, Sharky. You haven't left any fade out of the quaddy. I know. I know. Yeah, you can't be disappointed when I'm tipping multiple 20 to and 1 the favourite you left out was scratched, I think, last week. So, disappointing. Well, you, what was the, you left one out last week, wasn't it? I can't remember. I told you it couldn't win. Yeah. <laughs> Sharknado, you've got to go. You enjoy your weekend. I uh, will, we, Michael. You too. We won't see you Monday. You're over in Adelaide. I'm in Adelaide. Um, yes. Future champions. Well, so. something like that. Easterly in the... I got oh. I got told off last week because I had a benchmark 58 winner at Colac, Dawn County, and I didn't tell everybody. So, sorry about that. Uh, Easterly runs for Leneva Park in the Morphopil Guineas. Uh, good thing, is it? Oh, it's drawn barrier 13. It's going to need uh, a lot of luck. All right. Uh, but I'm going into state for it, so, you know, I don't travel just on a whim, Michael. Sharknado, you enjoy yourself. Seat 1A. Yeah, of course. Pampered. Uh, uh, that, uh, that Can was... you get first class to it? 
Go away. That was Friday from Focus with the Shark. We've got more coming up after this, including Josh from Horsham. He'll find us all the country winners. And Mark Stevens has got plenty of AFL news as well. Welcome back to Racing Pulse. Time now to get our weekend winners all around the country with Josh from Horsham, who was back in form last week, striking gold. And, gee, we've got some nice country meetings this weekend, including the Echuca Cup on Sunday. How are you, Josh? Good, Michael. How are you doing? Very well indeed. Um, we've got a lot to choose from this weekend. Oh, we are racing everywhere, aren't we? It's brilliant. Um, but we're going to we're going to skip today, head straight to Eaton Hope tomorrow. Eaton Hope Cup day there. Uh, we're going to go race three, number twelve, Morna Rente. Uh, now this mare's on the quick backup from that random Mooney Valley meeting on Sunday, where she ran pretty well. Uh, she was good at Bendigo to start before, and she really only needs to run up to that to be um, to be winning this. I can't promise a price, but she really should just go there, get off the float, win, and go home. So that's race three, number 12. <laughs> I like that. Get, head there, get off the float, win, and go home. <laughs> race three, number 12 uh, at Eden Hope tomorrow. Yeah, there won't be a great deal. I can't imagine there'll be a great deal of value with it, but we'll find a bit of value in race twelve, uh, race five, sorry. Um, 12 races at Eden Hope, wouldn't that be something? But we'll go to race <laughs> five, number 12, Majestic Diva. Now, this will be each way. Um, she'll be a price. It's been over three years since she found the winner's stall. But she's going a little bit better than uh, the record suggests. She was good at Horsham in December. She gave a side at Great Western. And then uh, she was pretty good in a stronger race at Bendigo last time. Uh, she finds a race where every runner has convictions against them. This, this ain't strong. Um, and the tight Eden Hope track, Chrissy Pools will get out and lead, which, uh, which is always benefit there. I think you get a good run for your money. At some point, you'll think, holy hell, we're in this. So that's uh, race five, number 12. Race five, number 12, uh, each way at Eden Hope. The good thing, race three, number 12, also at Eden Hope. That's tomorrow. Where else are we playing this weekend? Yeah, and you mentioned Echuca. So we'll go to Echuca right on Sunday. Race two, number five, reactivate. Now, it's first up here off uh, Cutler Solar Jump Out. The fresh run last prep was excellent. It was only beaten late, and it was beaten by... Uh, a horse that was back, I think it was about 60s into $4. So, um, yeah, the job was on there. So it ran really, really well. It was a bit unlucky. So he'll get back and finish hard here first up. There's a dollar eighty favourite in the race, and that's way too short for that runner. So, um, look, I think it's a bit more open than um, than that price suggests. So Reactivate represents good value at about $11, I think it was. That's race two, number five. Race two, number five, and it's a, it's an, a $9 chance to reactivate, so there we go. $9, there you go. Um, yeah, I think it's a good each-way go. And then we'll go to Monday. We've got a couple on Monday. So uh, we'll go to Morpherville. It's Adelaide Cup Day. Race two, number three, Prairie Flower. Uh, the Dwyer Stable have had this race in mind for a little while. It had probably no more than a tick over Gallup at Flemington last week, uh, where it was good enough. Um, she stakes place, and double-figure odds just looks way too much in this um, it's a benchmark 70. So that's race two, number three, Prairie Flower. And then we've got one at Warnable. Acceptances aren't in yet, but if Gamadale Nick gets a start in the 1,100-metre maiden, it'll take a power beating. It's going really, really well. Um, I'm pretty keen on this runner. If it gets a crack, if it doesn't, just put it in your black book or whatever you've got and um, back it wherever it goes first up. Oh, who trains that? Uh, that is Paul Prusker. Okay, we're following Gamadale Miss Monday when the fields come through for Warrnambool. Also on Monday, Adelaide Cup Day. Uh, race two, number three, Prairie Flower, $10, two seventy, 
Echuca on Monday. It is Echuca Cup Day as oh, on Sunday, I should say. Um, it's a good meeting, uh, as you'd expect, and we're going to race to number five, um, which is reactive at nine dollars, two dollars forty, and then Eden Hope tomorrow. Race three, number twelve, the good thing into race five, number twelve, each way. Who do you like in the new market? Oh, what a cracking race! I'm I'm backing Star Patrol and Baller each way. Um, Star Patrol was pretty good in the Oakley Plate, better than better than the results suggest, I think. Um, and Flemington won't be afraid of the Flemington. Uh, Flemington Baller won't be afraid of the Flemington Straight. Um, cracking race! Can't wait to watch it either way. Yeah, gosh, Sharky's kicking up for baller at about forty to one each way as well. So uh, could be, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Hey, uh, Joshy, you have a good weekend. Yeah, you too, Michael. Thanks, mate.